the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Please be seated. Recently, Shyla and I saw a film about the young life of J.R.R. Tolkien, uh, his life as a young man. And I was spending some time reflecting on this film in advance of Memorial Day weekend. It was a very profound film. And um, scenes of his boyhood are interspersed with scenes of him as a second lieutenant on the front lines of the trenches uh, in World War One. World War One left indelible scars on J.R.R. Tolkien, physical in the sense that he contracted trench fever and had to be medevaced from the front lines uh, and took him several days before he regained consciousness uh, during that time and it took him a very long time to recover. Spiritually in the sense that several of his best friends from his time as an undergraduate at Oxford were lost in the war, and uh, and many of them uh, he had strong childhood bonds with, and uh, and it took him many many years to grieve their loss. I love the writings of J.R.R. Tolkien. I read them all when I was a, a child, and um, in his novel, The Return of the King, uh, there's a, a wonderful passage. Uh, uh, those who have made it through a long and harrowing battle to save the city of Gondor uh, are, are broken and bruised, and they, they find refuge in a place called the Houses of Healing. And the Houses of Healing are described as a kind of mystical hospital, not only for physical wounds, but also spiritual wounds, which are cared for in this place. And it is under the patient care of the wardens of the Houses of Healing that those scars uh, that they have encountered in battle are finally able to heal with patient tending. The Christian journey is in large part a journey toward healing and wholeness. Interestingly, the word salvation shares its root with the word salve, the word for healing, a healing balm or a compress. And the salvation that Christ offers to us is that the scars that the world leaves upon us will be healed and made whole in God's good time. That God would take us into his arms and wrap a salve around our hearts so that those things that we have experienced in this life might become made alive again and that might be raised up in new life uh, and in the fullness of his presence. This morning we have this beautiful vision offered to us in John's revelation. On either side of the river is the tree of life with its twelve kinds of fruit, producing its fruit in each month. And the leaves of the tree are for the healing of the nations. These leaves for the healing of the nations and the peoples of this earth are offered in great abundance in the presence of the Lamb. And then we hear the beautiful passage uh, from John's Gospel, 
where Jesus says that the Holy Spirit, the Advocate, will be sent to us as our guide through it all. You cannot make it through a wilderness without a guide. You cannot make it through the travails of this mortal life without someone who knows the way. The Holy Spirit knows the way and leads us. The words that John used for the Holy Spirit, uh, paraclete, means someone who comes alongside. In the person of the Holy Spirit, God comes alongside in our struggles and challenges and leads us onward. He says this, The Advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you everything, remind you of all that I have said to you. Peace. I leave with you, my peace I give to you. I do not give as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled, and do not let them be afraid. I do not give as the world gives, says Jesus. This peace which he offers to us is not something that he gives to us and then takes away. This peace is an eternal gift that flows eternally from the Father. And this is a gift that we all have available to us if we would reach out and receive it. And the one who comes alongside will accompany us on the journey and be the bearer of God's peace and joy to us, even at times when it seems that this is an impossibility to us. And the Holy Spirit also comes to dwell in the hearts of our dear friends who accompany us on this journey through the wilderness as we press on toward the dwelling place that God has prepared for us. We hear the beautiful passage from Acts about St. Lydia, who was one such person, widely regarded as the first person of European origin to convert to Christianity. Lydia, upon her baptism, was overwhelmed with the spirit of generosity and hospitality. She invited Paul and his companions to dwell with her, that her home might be a haven for them on that journey where they encountered many difficulties and many travails. And Luke tells us that the Lord opened her heart to listen eagerly to what was being said, and that she was inspired to become a disciple. And she became uh, one of the first benefactors of the new Christian mission, and this openness of heart translated to a great generosity of spirit as she went throughout her region proclaiming the gospel and, uh, and helping those who came along to proclaim the gospel. And Lydia is a wonderful example to us as Christian followers um, to uh, uphold those that need some relief, uphold those that need strength on the journey. And there are people in each of our lives who have been Lydia's to us, offering us hospitality and a haven from the struggles of this life. And I think that this congregation has many wonderful examples of Lydia's uh, who uh, walk alongside uh, our dear friends and companions in their struggles. Christ assures us today in our passage from John that he is with us. In the midst of the raging storm of life, the Advocate, the Comforter, has been sent to walk alongside us, moving us toward that great vision of this new heavenly Jerusalem, this home of God that will be among mortals. After all the ordeals, 
After all the difficulty, after all the fallout and destruction caused by evil, we are given this beautiful vision of a heavenly city among mortals. The city has no need of sun or moon to shine on it, for the glory of God is its light, and its lamp is the Lamb. The nations will walk by its light, and the kings of the earth will bring their glory to it. Its gates will never be shut by day, and there will be no night there. Gates that are always open, never shut. This past week has been difficult. We have had three funerals in the span of eight days. But during this Easter season, it is appropriate that we are reminded of the risen life in Christ Jesus. And we are reminded that not only does Christ promise us a dwelling place eternal in the heavens, he also promises that the Holy Spirit will be in the midst of us to lead us and guide us to that eternal dwelling place. We will be guided to the springs of the water of life, and he will wipe away the tears from all faces and bind up those wounds, both physical and spiritual, and heal the nations and peoples of the earth in his own houses of the healing. The whole of Scripture tells us that though we might find ourselves in the midst of tumultuous times, in the midst of chaos and uncertainty, we as Christ followers are invited to reach out and receive his gift of peace, that peace which passes all understanding. This is a gift which he freely presents unto us. This peace is a foretaste of that great peace, which the whole world will know when all things are brought to their fulfillment through him who brought all things into being.